0: Hi guys, welcome back to Alcoholisms, the podcast about sobriety and recovery and everything related to. I'm your co-host, as usual, Tara, and as always, I'm joined by Dad, my lovely other co-host. Hi, Dan, I guess your name is. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Um, Hi. So... We're doing things a little bit differently today. Usually, Dad and I pick a topic and then plan it out and write some important points down and just kind of have a conversation about it. But today, we're not doing that because tomorrow, or I guess today, today is the very last day of my 20s um, mm. and feeling a little... Sad. A, little, a little blue a little sad about it honestly and yeah. so dad and i kind of got to talking earlier just on the phone because we were going to record another episode and then we just start like went down the path of a conversation and i was like you know why don't we talk about this because i think this has a lot to do with my sobriety and recovery and like my whole alcoholism journey in general apologies in advance if i get a little emotional on this one yeah um But I don't know. So I guess I'll just start out by saying that, like, I'm not, and maybe I am afraid of 30. Like, there's just such, I don't know. It just seems like a different era of life. And maybe it is in a lot of ways. The
1: water is fine.
0: Come on, Everett. Yeah. (laughs) The water is fine. But, um, Yeah. yeah. So. Dad and I are just going to kind of talk about it. And, yeah, because, I, again, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, everything that's so, happened in my life, so.
1: Your sobriety isn't disconnected from everything else, right? It's part of your life.
0: Yeah.
1: And this is part of your life. And it's a shame we couldn't have recorded the conversation we had this morning. I know. but, but It we was can... so
0: genuine and so good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I mean, it's not unusual, you know, to feel melancholy when you hit those milestones. You know, I can remember in in the decades are always significant for some reason or other. But this is one of the things that we talked about, at least from my perspective. I still experience this. And that is when I reach a certain age, I don't feel like I'm as old as the people when I used to look up to them who had reached that age were, you know, like, I don't feel like that I'm as old as my dad was when he was this age. I no. still feel kind of like a kid.
0: Exactly. Like, uh, you were 30 when I was born. Mm hmm. I can't imagine having a whole kid right now.
2: Yeah. That's well. just
0: insane. I can't. I mean, I have a husband and a cat. And a house. And, like, that's pushing it. Well. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Well, I do. But, you know, you've always been very focused on self.
0: For sure. Yeah. (laughs) I love being selfish.
1: Which is not unusual, you know. There's definitely a big part of me that's that way. But we all are. I mean, as human beings, that's just the nature of the beast. We can't see the world through anybody's eyes but our own. Yeah. You know, what is it about turning 30? What do you think that's going on that makes you a little melancholy about it?
0: Well, to be completely honest, you know, and it's I think it's very ironic because if anyone has been a semi-regular listener to this podcast maybe some of you will recall that the only the other day like within this last month I literally said I don't have any regrets other than like not going to college and when at the time when I said that it felt very genuine and and I really felt like I didn't have any regrets at all but you know I wasn't looking at 30 within the next 24 hours I was like still a month away and I hadn't even thought about like this next phase of my life or like what that means Mm -hmm. and you know yesterday i was fine but this morning i actually this morning i I couldn't sleep last night i've slept for four hours i woke up at 5 a.m and like i just could not go back to sleep and like my mind was racing and Mm -hmm. i just realized that you know i have sorry (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) I have a lot more things that I'm regretful for than I knew. Like I feel, Mm -hmm. and you know, I started drinking when I was 13 and like I didn't start drinking like really heavily until I was um, like 17, 18. Mm -hmm. But, and I quit when I was 21, but even in that short amount of time, like alcohol, did so much to me.
2: Like, it, Mm-hmm.
0: Like, not only, like, not only, like, what I was doing with my life and not only the things it took away from me, like, school and family, but by the time that I was 21, like, I, and we kind of talked about it on another episode, mm-hmm. I was just not I wasn't able to function anymore because my mental illness like I was so sick like I literally should have been hospitalized because of how Mm -hmm. sick I was and it was because alcohol just like ruined so much for me and it took me years it took Mm -hmm. years of my life not only to drinking but it took me years of my life to recover from that
1: yeah and by the time that you had or reached whatever point you reached you had thoroughly altered the course of your life. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And it sounds like that that's kind of what the deal is today. Yeah. You know, this is a, an interesting thing. And the other day on the podcast when you had said you had no regrets, I mean, you know, more power to you. I'm happy, but... Um. I am extremely regretful, always. I have many regrets, and I don't know that I'll ever get beyond them. And it has everything to do with this, right, and how alcoholism, the fact that I was lucky enough to be given alcoholism, you know, it it altered the course of my life in a major way. And the hard thing about thinking those things to me is that because you can't help but go, God, I wish I would have had a shot at life without having to deal with this problem, right? But had I not gone on the path that I'd gone on, I wouldn't be talking to you today because I wouldn't have you. Yeah. You know, and the same thing is true for you, right? You wouldn't be sitting in Toronto today, probably.
0: No, there's no way. Like, I mean,
1: there's no there's no telling what your life might have been, but it wouldn't have been this.
0: Yeah, and like that's not to say that like I'm sad about where I am in life, like right mm-hmm. now, and it's not to say like, you know but it's it's like, literally exactly what you just said like i never i never had a chance Mm-mm. without alcohol and like i i barely i mean you literally had to like beg the school not to like not kick me out but like not to like fail me when i was like mm-hmm. a senior or whatever mm-hmm. cuz i was skipping so much school like i literally never went to school i didn't even have a chance at college cuz like i was mm-hmm. already like <sighs> on my path of drinking and then when i went Mm -hmm. when i somehow managed to get into community college i dropped out of that because pretty quick oh i I didn't even i wasn't even there for like two months
1: well then you probably didn't (laughs) really go to classes but a few times
0: i I went steadily for like a month did you yeah Mm. and then i didn't anymore
1: Well, that whole conversation, and this is my shit that I have to deal with, and I'd be well served to let it go, but I can't. So I want to talk about it for a minute. You know, that whole phase for you, and not just that phase, it started when you were little bitty. You know, I felt such a fierce love and sense of protection over you that, and and it wasn't just you, you know, it was your siblings as well, but um, I did for you in ways that I shouldn't have. And I think that because of that, you might not have learned some of the skills you needed to fend for yourself. So that's something that I get to carry around, right? That because I loved you the way I loved you and I was as protective as I was, I didn't allow you to go out there and and fuck up, you know? Yeah. I think that might have. And even the thing in it, the, when you were graduating high school, I remember that clearly going up there and talking with your teachers. And several of them were just snarky with me. And, you know, that never plays that never played well. <laughs> so, you know, it was there were some unpleasant conversations. But at that point, all I wanted to do because of where you were is, you know, I just thought it was important that you managed to graduate. But who knows? It might have been the best thing for you at that point, to fail, you know, and to have to suffer those consequences. And that's what I did. I kept you from suffering those consequences.
0: Well, personally, I'm really glad that I got my high school diploma, because if I had tried to get my GED, I couldn't have been able to, because I can't fucking do math. Like, (laughs) I still wouldn't have my GED. (laughs) I don't know if anyone noticed in the other episode, I was trying to count between like 18 and 21 or something. And I literally counted on my fingers and still said the wrong number. Like I yeah, don't know if yeah. anyone picked that up, but <laughs> this is a real, this is a real hardship in my life. I can't add yeah. anything together. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, who knows, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, it's all said and done, you know, just like, our alcoholism like it's said and done and like we literally we were the type of people who were born with it and we never we never had a shot at living um without this thing
1: Mm -mm. I'm thinking about parents as I was talking about that and people who might be listening to this who have kids who might be struggling and as hard as it is to do You know, sometimes the right answer is you have to let them fail. And I will always believe that you suffered because I was so involved and I was so there I was so present for you all the time. And I just don't think that was good. And, you know, a a very good friend of mine, had a a child, one of a bunch. He had a lot of kids, but this particular child uh, in his early life was a very gifted child athletically, let's say. He did a lot of really spectacular athletic things, and he was on a path to have some pretty good success. And when he got to be about that early teenage, he managed to find drugs, right? From that point until, well, I mean, I'm not going to get into the specifics of age, but for a lot of years, that's what my friend and his family dealt with. And it just got continually worse and worse. And, I mean, I would talk to him and listen to the heartache and the heartbreak and the sense of, I don't know what the hell to do, you know. But... My my friend finally got to a point after, you know, there's multiple rehabs and all kinds of things that have gone on and, you know, a lot of stealing and crap like that. And he finally did something that I don't know that I would have ever had the strength to do. And that is, first of all, he kicked his son out of his house and said, you cannot live here anymore. Go away. So he goes away, and at some point after that, And I remember having this conversation with my friend, this is years ago, but I mean, it broke my heart. He told me that his son, it was one winter night, it was below freezing, and late at night, you know, 11 o'clock or something, there's a knock at the door, and he goes and answers it, and it's his son, bedraggled and just, you know, beat to shit by the world, and He said, Dad, can I please come in and sleep? And he said, no, you cannot. Here's a blanket. You can go sleep in your truck. And, I mean, it's always the path not taken, right? I mean, you never know what might have happened had you chosen a different path. But, I mean, at that moment, the strength that my friend had to do that had to be just enormous because, like I said, I I can't even fathom doing that ever. But in that moment, as it proved, or, you know, as best we can tell, it turned out to be the right thing. So.
0: Like, I hate that story, but, like, I also, I don't love that story. Mm -mm. But you know what I mean? It's just, like, that's such, that, it's just so powerful. Yeah. I, like... Oh, but that's yeah, I what can't I can't even imagine.
1: That's what I think of when I think back on that time for you, and that is, or let's say from the time you were little up until all the problems started. You know, I don't think that I turned you into an alcoholic, I think that was something that you genetically had in you, right? Yeah, for sure. But what I had done is I had, you know, taken care of so much. I mean homework i mean you remember all that shit you know
0: i didn't do my homework
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know i i can't help but believe that i did you harm by all that but you know here's where we are today and tomorrow you're 30
0: tomorrow i'm and 30 and you're still
1: alive
0: thank god
1: yeah that's one thing I always hate when I have these conversations with people about regrets and stuff like that. And I wish I'd have done this. Well, it's always well, then you wouldn't have your kids. Or, you know, me. <laughs> well, like we're, we're we're obviously hypothesizing here, you know.
2: Exactly. I don't think
1: I'm going to be given the option to go back and correct those mistakes. <laughs> but you, know,
0: you never know, Dad. Anything could happen. Nowadays.
1: Anything could happen. But you know, let's have a conversation.
0: Yeah. And like, I know what you mean. Like I was having a conversation with someone the other day about like regrets and this kind of thing. And they literally were like, well, you can't do anything about it. It's so, like, why are you worrying about it? And I'm just That's like, a great answer. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know what I'm supposed to respond to that with. Like <laughs> I have, I'm a human being and I have feelings. And just because you don't understand them, it doesn't mean that they're not valid. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, we we should be able to talk about some of these things because obviously they're important to you or you wouldn't be thinking about them. You wouldn't be worried about that stuff.
0: And like... I don't know. To everything that you just said about like your regrets as a parent, like I feel like any parent or all parents, not that I am a parent. I mean, I have a cat mm-hmm. who I consider to be my firstborn, but yeah. I don't think that really dad hates. <laughs> he doesn't hate my cat. Dad just hates that. I love my cat so much. <laughs> she well, I don't
1: him. hate that you love your cat so much. It's <laughs> you just were... you always or This is your grandchild. And it I'm is... like, no, no, <laughs> the hell not. It's not my it grandchild.
0: Your... He <laughs> just, you just got to, the sooner you accept it, like the, easier your life is gonna be
1: well we can we can move on from that
0: okay so like I feel like any parent could go back and say like I made all these mistakes and whatever Mm -hmm. whatever you know so and I when I if if I ever have kids you know I'm sure in 30 years I'll go Mm -hmm. back and think the same things but I mean maybe maybe I didn't have consequences you know but like Again, like you said, that didn't cause my alcoholism and like,
2: Mm-mm.
0: you know, the problems that I had in my life and like the way that it turned out is directly correlated to my drinking. And it's not that like I wish I could go back and like do everything over again. Mm-hmm. But it, and it's not even like I wish I had the opportunity to go do it again again. I think yeah. I just said the same thing twice, but whatever. I'm a little, That's right. my mind is a little gone today. I didn't sleep much, but I don't know. It's like, I just sometimes, and you know, it's crazy. Cause like some days I feel so confident and like, I'm so proud of my alcoholism and like, I am so proud of how far I've come and like everything that mm-hmm. I've done. And like, I do feel that, but that doesn't mean at the same time, like we can't also feel like some mourning and some regret over, you know yeah. some of the things that have happened in our lives, and like I'm a human being, and like I have weekdays, mm-hmm. and like I don't know for some, I don't know why I'm crying again, but like for some, You're for crying. some, <laughs> I literally am. <laughs> I don't know for some reason, just the age, thirty, and like just having a new decade. Maybe and then maybe it's because of moving out of the decade that you know I was able to find sobriety in, and, and like, I don't know.
1: Well, I here's the thing things that you haven't said out loud. And and I think this is part of what goes on. I think it's what's going on with you right now. And that is that you mourn that part of yourself. You mourn the years that you feel were wasted and the opportunities lost and all that. I mean, and that's perfectly natural that you would mourn those things.
0: Yeah, I really and, feel that way. Like not, and it's not that like I don't appreciate and love all the people and all the things I have in my life because like Mm -hmm. just because I'm I'm mourning or regretting something doesn't mean I don't have appreciation or like I regret where I am in my life like that has nothing to do with one another but
2: Mm -mm.
0: I really do like I just the way that everything played out and Mm -hmm. because of like my my delayed start as like a functioning adult Mm -hmm. and like by the time all of my classmates from high school were grad, the, the same year my f- high school classmates were graduating college was the same year that I got out of my second rehab mm-hmm. and like started living life again. So like they got degrees mm-hmm. and I guess I kind of got a degree in a different sense, <laughs> but, um,
1: the school of hard knocks is my <laughs> daddy used to say
0: literally, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, I, I, and then like, and even then, you know, like even after I got out of rehab, it wasn't for a couple years that I was able to function. And like, if you know me personally and like, you know, like the, some of the stuff that I'm, I mean, most of the people listening probably don't know me personally, but I sh- struggled with mental stuff and OCD and like for an extremely long time even after that and like even after i moved to canada Mm -hmm. there was a period of a couple years where like i wasn't living a normal life like even up here and phil like he's such (laughs) a saint he just dealt with it all like
2: bless his heart
0: literally like most people would have looked at me and been like you're fucking crazy like what the hell are you doing like what are these rituals like why can't you just leave your house like Mm -hmm. you're not living a normal life but Phil like literally saw all the shit that I was doing and he was like okay like how can we fix this like what can I do to like make this ritual less intense and like he was just like literally God bless him like he literally was there for me in every way that I needed him to be but like I mm -hmm. you know it was even several years, you know, after I moved to Canada and after I was able to settle that I was even able to function. Like as a, as a person, I was able to drive the car by myself. I was able to like eat and drink like on Mm -hmm. a normal timetable and like, you know, I just, I couldn't be alone for a long time because I was having such intense derealization and depersonalization and panic attacks. And like, I just could not Mm-hmm. Do anything alone. And, you know, by the time that all subsided, I was in my mid to late 20s. Yeah. And, like, I just... And I, I don't feel like that necessarily was time wasted because I learned so much. But, like, being at the edge of 30 now, mm-hmm. it just... And I have a hard time discerning the two because I know it's not wasted time, but mm-hmm. it just some of it feels wasted because, like, what what could I have done? What could I have accomplished for myself personally, like career wise, or mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if I didn't have alcohol ruin me because yeah. it did.
1: Yep, it did. Yeah. You know, I often, well, not often maybe, but regularly enough, I find myself in that mind space where I, and more and more lately it seems that, you know, I'm bitter over the fact that I was given this, you know, particular joy to deal with in my life that a whole lot of people aren't given. And what could I have done? You know, the same kinds of questions. What, I mean, you forget the whole conversation about, well, you wouldn't have married who you... Get. I mean, that that's all bullshit, you know, because I'm talking about yeah. this is a really tangible thing to me. And what could I have done had I not had to deal with this? You know, we know that that's a, a fruitless conversation. It's pointless to have it, but you can't help it sometimes. I mean, it's there, right? Yeah. You know? And this is another thing you throw. I can throw out platitudes like life's not fair. Well, no, it's not fair, and that's what we're talking about here. Is we we got an unfair shake at this particular thing. And you know the the really shitty thing about it is when you start doing the drinking, when you're 13 for us, you know, or whatever age it is. I mean, you have no idea about any of this stuff, right? I mean, there's no way for you to know that that the path that you're starting down is going to lead to this massive calamity. There's just no way for you to know it. And the thing is that makes you that makes me mad when I think about it is that you know my friends didn't know that either. You know, but they didn't have to deal with this shit. You know, why should I? But that is un, that is the unfair part about it. And the habits you form when you start forming when you're like 13, 14, 15, those are the habits you're going to carry with you, you know. And when, when they're laced with the beginnings of alcoholism and the mindset that goes with that and the way you look at yourself, I mean, that's what you carry into adulthood. I mean, this is the thing we talked about this morning a little bit. And I used to say, I think I would say it this way to y'all, which is, you know, you're not going to suddenly... You know, become an adult and uh, flip a switch and start doing adult things, right? The habits you're forming now are the ones you're going to take with you. Of course, that was usually in the context of doing homework and schoolwork and crap (laughs) like that. (laughs) But, you know, it's the same thing. And the other old saying that's like that, which is relevant, is the child is the father to the man, right? Or the mother to the woman, if you will. And that is the habits that you form when you're young, you carry with you, and that shapes what you become, which is why it's such a crappy deal for people like us, because the habits we were forming when we were in our formative years were very negative habits for us personally, because there's a lot that goes with being an alcoholic other than just the physical act of drinking, right? Yeah. I mean it's it's a mindset, it's the way you see yourself. And you know that's what we all have to deal with. It's all that crap.
0: All all of it. All of it and people always boil it down to something as simple as drinking. Like mm-hmm. pff, I wish it was as simple as drinking cuz then all my problems would have been gone when I turned 21.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, like I, if that was really what alcoholism was, I could have been done with this a long fucking time ago, mm-hmm. but instead I had, I had to work through it for a really long time. Yeah. And, you know, even, even today I'm just really, really feeling the after effects of,
2: of being
0: i I guess I'm old now. But it's true. This is really a disease and it's a lifelong thing. And it's not just the drinking horror stories that Mm -hmm. go along with it. It's like you as a human being are forever changed Mm -hmm. in some good ways, obviously, because, you know, I, I know a lot more than I ever would have without this thing. And I have experience that I never would have had, but I mean, anyone, I guess anyone can say that about anything they've ever been through in their life, right? Like, shit just happens mm-hmm. the way it happens and like, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's five o'clock in that evening right now. And how many hours is that, dad? Seven. seven. <laughs> <laughs> I have seven <laughs> hours left. <laughs> In my, stop, I'm bad at math. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I literally, I don't know. You were the first know. one that
1: made your Sunday.
0: Okay, but seriously, when I was in, what grade was that? Third grade?
1: Third grade, yeah.
0: I had, well, obviously everyone had math class, but my homeroom class did this thing called like the math times table Sunday and the times tables was like, it was like a timed um, test, I think. Maybe it was timed, maybe it wasn't, but it was just a sheet of paper that started with like your ones, like one times one, one times two, one times three. And then we went all the way up to twelve. And every piece, every test was a piece of a Sunday. And my dad obviously knew that I was not gonna be able to make my Sunday. <laughs> at all (laughs) so Mm -hmm. we literally sat down for weeks after school Mm -hmm. like to the point where i was like crying and didn't want to do it anymore and i was just so like i just hated it he made me sit down and memorize my times tables and even though i have this like fucked up math thing in my head i literally think i have like math dyslexia like the discalculate Mm -hmm. like whatever the hell it's called i have that Mm -hmm. Even though I had that, I was the first one to build my ice cream sundae because me and my dad worked so hard on it.
1: Yeah, and this was the thing that was always so confusing to me about it at the time, is because you could take a poem and learn a poem. And when you're learning your times tables, you're just learning words.
0: Really, it's not, because it's a number.
1: Yeah, that, that was the thing that was that was revelatory to me because the the whole numbers thing just screwed you up. You know, like you could you could learn the poem. Mary had a little lamb. Its fleece was white as snow. But four times four is 16. Four times five is 20. You know, that's about the same number of words, but it, it just wouldn't stick. And I'd be like, what in the hell's going on? Four times four is 16. Four times five is 29. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just memorize the damn words.
0: I, I don't know what it is. I just have any time there's a number, it's like my brain. It's like Teflon in my brain. It just slides right off. I, I can't. I cannot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I used to use that one for you. Uh, your, your brain was Teflon and math was butter. Literally. Just would not stick. But let me throw this at you and see what you think about this thought. Because I think it's... Uh, true but anytime you endure a trauma a mental trauma especially when you're developing it kind of freezes you or it stunts your mental growth until you can recover from the trauma what absolutely. do you think about that i
0: think i think that's like a proven thing yeah right maybe yeah. i'm wrong but i i feel like that's absolutely true and yeah
1: you well, I've it. I've known lots of people who have suffered traumas that you know that kind of stunting is is obvious. But the thing that I struggle with is that that has to be true for me too, doesn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: And you know, I I had been given you know a great capacity to understand, and that was never harmed. But you know, I've spent a lot of time talking to other people in my life about their shit. But I never was very good about talking about mine, or maybe I wasn't very good at dealing with mine, you know. And I think maybe the traumas that I put myself through when I was young had a lot to do with that. And I think that's probably true for you, too. I mean, and it was all mixed in with your OCD-ness and all that other stuff. Which, you know, took you... a while to get through.
0: Yeah, and like you know, thankfully I have gotten through it. Like I still, I'm not like fixed, and I'm not like perfect by any by any measure. Like I still am in therapy, and like I'm still working on stuff, and like I still have like days like where my OCD is really bad, and thank God it's like not bad enough where I can't function, but like it still definitely flares up and comes back, but. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There was just a lot of healing and a lot of stuff that did happen this decade that I guess I had to do. And I guess all I can do now is like move forward and,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, make this make the 30s my bitch.
1: Yeah, well, another platitude is you have to play the hand you were dealt. So all that you know, well, wallowing in, in self pity that we do, and you know, why did I have to be given this particular thing? Well, it is what it is. We were given what we were given, which although also includes some some pretty substantial strengths, by the way. So uh, it's sure. not as though we just got a bunch of bad shit and that's all there is. But the fact is that you have to learn to deal with life. As it is, And if you can't do that, doesn't matter I mean, whether you're an alcoholic or not, anybody. You know, you, you've got to be able to accept the world the way it is. And that's what we have to do. And, you know, you'll get through your, your birthday tomorrow and your life will move on and you'll stop thinking about it uh, in such a melancholy way pretty soon. And, you know, it's just going to be life as usual. You're just going to head on down the road.
0: Yeah. It's just another day, and like I know that there's no significance that nothing actually changes at midnight. Like, it's there's not you know. a pumpkin or anything. So, like I, yeah, as far I as mean, you know. <laughs> is there a secret <laughs> that all the thirty year olds have been hiding for forever? Is there something? Come
1: on in, midnight? boys. The water <laughs> is fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: yeah so i don't know i guess this whole episode is basically to say that like it's okay to be sad and to feel regret and even if you feel good about your alcoholism and your recovery like it's so normal to have bad days and regrets and you're a (laughs) lot you're you're entitled to feel down you know well
1: I'm glad you're okay with that, because like I said the other day, when you had said that you had no regrets, really, I was like, whoa, okay.
0: I know, you literally even said that, you were like, are you sure?
1: Oh, did I? I don't know. You
0: literally, yeah, you were like, "Okay." You like you said, I only ask, I don't want to challenge you, but I only ask, because I think that's remarkable, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I feel so good, because I was like 29, <laughs> and like <laughs> I was 29 and like 10 months old. Oh, I wasn't 30 yet. Not that I am 30 now, but you know, it's funny. It's funny. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. Life goes on. We move on. And you know, I, I, all I can do is like take all these lessons with me and literally just make tomorrow the start of a decade that is mine that I can own because now I'm a functioning adult and I can, I have everything I need to start everything I've ever wanted to do in my life. So yeah, let's do
1: well, it. As much as anything, if, if, well, what I'm taking from this right now, maybe the most important thing about what we've been talking about is what you just said. And that is you are entitled to have regrets. You don't have to be regret free. Although, you know, I, every time I hear somebody say that it, it always makes me raise my eyebrow. It's like you're afraid not to be or something, but um, it's okay to have regrets. But, you know, having a regret and wallowing in it are two different things. But, you know, the regrets you have can be very useful, too. I mean, they're teachers, right? Yeah. I don't want to be in that position again. Yeah. I don't want to have to regret that again. So, you know, it's all a matter of perspective and exactly. attitude
0: attitude what was what was that thing you used to say what are the three most important things in life attitude attitude and attitude you used to say that to us every fucking day and it was well, so I annoying say it every
1: day, but it's the truth
0: i know, you know? it's that it is the truth and that's why it's so annoying because it's true because i was right yeah because you were right and i was wrong well i wasn't wrong i just didn't want to listen to you you
1: just didn't want to listen yeah
0: mm. that
1: was back when you were way smarter than me
0: i still am way smarter than you
1: That's fine and dandy.
0: You don't know how to use an iPhone.
1: I don't care how to use an iPhone.
0: (laughs) But honestly, you can do math without an iPhone. So in reality... True that. (laughs) You win. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, guys. I think we've taken up enough of y'all's time today. Um, Yeah, so this was different today, but I -hmm. think it it was a little refreshing yeah sometimes you know you just gotta be real with the homies
1: yeah you gotta be you gotta be real gotta Gotta be be truthful
0: exactly and i just i I didn't feel like like not lecturing but like speaking from a place of experience and like feeling really good about my sobriety and whatever because like i today don't feel great about Mm -hmm. that part of my life and it's very normal to feel that way
1: it is, and, you know, I mean, you look out at the abyss in front of you or the great unknown that, you know, is staring back at you, and, yeah, I mean, you have to be able to, to look back at it, and you have to go forward, and that's well, where you are. You're going to be moving forward into your 30s. and
0: I'm looking at the beginnings of a sunset of my 20th decade in this life, literally. And um, tomorrow the sun will rise and I just continue moving forward.
1: Is the sun going down there right now?
0: It's starting to. It's like lowering Uh, in the sky.
1: It's still plenty daylight here.
0: Yeah, it must be nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Um, Hope you enjoyed this little bit of a different episode today. Dad. You have anything to add?
1: I have nothing more.
0: Okay. As anything. always. You want to say bye?
1: When you say it's time to go, it's time to go.
0: It's time to go now. Would you like to say bye to our friends?
1: Bye to our friends. <laughs> okay.
0: Bye, yeah. guys. I will. We'll see you all next time. Bye.